This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, You know, to close out the episode here, you know, this is our Friday drop. So, you know what that means. It's the Napoto Show Deconstructed. If you don't know what this is in your first timer, it's... uh, the Jerry DePoto show that is on uh, 710 Seattle Sports, the Seattle Mariners flagship station. They do a show every um, Thursday. I believe it's at 830 in the morning, but if you can't catch it at 830 in the morning, just check it out on their app. Look at this. I'm giving them some free pub here for, you know, all of our listeners. Um, but um, yeah, uh, today it was Brock Heward and Ryan Roland Smith was actually sitting in for, uh, Mike Salt, not going to complain about that, and uh, it was a pretty good show. Um, and here are the uh, here are the the uh, cliff notes to the episode. Um, they, of course, talk about a little bit more of the vibe and the personality of the team. We've had the in and out, uh, you know, run that they had this week. We've had some mic'd up stuff. So, you know, Jerry was just talking about just how important that is. Um, but at the same time, he's like, we got all these great. Uh, personalities and like Teoscar is a great fit and everything sounds good. But I also say winning's got a lot to do with that. Don't you, Hannah? Yeah. Winning. No doubt. Yeah. winning. Yeah. And being new to winning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they got a taste of it last year. I mean, they're looking to uh, extend what they learned last year and go a lot further. Yeah. He also goes into uh, asked a couple questions about the team. Uh, if you haven't seen the arc or the headline, like he's quoted as saying he likes this team. He sees no trades happening um, anytime soon. He did go into that. Yes. Teams are checking in right now as they do at this time in spring training. Uh, but, you know, he hasn't heard anything that's, uh, you know, worth biting on obviously or it would have happened you know last year there was a bit more trading at spring training the big suarez winker trade happened uh but obviously people are checking in on the pitching but um he says he doesn't want to deplenish you know their greatest resource when they don't have to and for my money i i agree i feel like the value of the pitching is just going to get better as the season goes goes along yeah i mean i agree with that um, I know today Philadelphia lost their really good first baseman Reese Hoskins. Um, I don't know if Philadelphia's situation, if they got someone waiting in the winds or what, um, could Evan White maybe be a guy that they would call and check in on? Hard to say. I mean, I don't know how Philadelphia would put up with him not being able to hit like he's shown, but I mean, that's a guy maybe that could be traded, but, uh, just, you know, you just never know. Like Jerry said, to um, guys are checking in, so anything can happen at any time. Yeah, and Evan White, you know, Phil. When you bring up that Philly, which is pretty interesting, that's a team that thumps the shit out of the ball. So maybe you could kind of hide him in that lineup. True. Yeah, I mean, just someone to play lights out defense, and yeah, they are loaded offensively. You're right. 
Yeah, they are. They are. They're loaded offensively, and they're going to get Bryce Harper back in a you know by the All Star break. They they you know and they they signed Trey Turner. You know, so I mean that that team is that team is loaded. They were in the World Series last year, and I would I would go out on the limb and say they got to the World Series uh, a bit earlier than I think they thought they were going to be in the World Series. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're they're great. Uh, they're they're definitely one of the, my favorite National League teams to watch because they're so dominant offensively. Yeah, and you know, on this podcast, we just love talking about the Phillies. <laughs> Anyways, getting off of that subject, that was my bad and your bad. Not my but, bad. I just brought up a trade because you mentioned it. All right, and then I dove in. It's it's on me. I know we're trying to watch, not talking about other teams. Here <laughs> <laughs> we got some feedback on that. Um, uh, Cooper Hummel, uh, obviously the one of the best stories of all all of spring training. Uh, you know, he was talking about, you know, how Hummel, you know, had his one foot on the roster, one foot not when he came into camp. But it seems like he's going to be on this opening day roster, one would think. Uh, he did mention that the roster is 99.9% ready, but did not give any, uh, obviously, they're, he's not giving it away until they need to give it away. But Gotcha. It, so he didn't mention Hummel by name or anything yet? No, not as pertaining to the to the roster. He gotcha. just said, "Hey, you know, kind of dance around that." I get that. Um, uh, talk a little bit about on uh, Andres Munoz and this two seamer that he's brought into camp. Says he was working on it last year uh, towards the end of the season. I don't think he used it in the playoffs, but uh, I guess it's something that he has been working on for a minute. Yeah, um, just another weapon for him. Uh, I did. I mentioned it last podcast when we were talking about Munoz that he, I saw an interview with him and where he talked about he felt like even though he throws so hard, guys were getting on his fastball a little bit. So it's just another weapon to keep guys off balance. Yeah, and if you're like new to baseball or you don't really pay too much attention when they talk about this two seamer, it's it's the same thing. It's a fastball, but it has a bit more tail to it. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's got more movement towards it when, you know, like an infielder will try to grip the ball four seams and throw it cause it's straighter. Um, and has that backspin motion, a two seamer when you grab it with the seams. If you look at a baseball, like in the horseshoe, yeah, it'll move on you more, but still have yeah. that high velocity. I definitely played with a lot of infielders that threw me two seamers at first base, Hannah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you, since you played about our little league. <laughs> uh he was all he was also asked uh you know what is the big change in robbie ray because robbie ray has had a phenomenal spring training and a lot of it has to do with you know the shape he's in right we've talked about it we've heard about it and i thought something interesting that jerry brought up was that he thought last year i don't know if he said I think he did. He said if there is any player he thinks that got impacted the most with the uncertainty of the lockout, he thinks it was Robbie Ray and just the way you prepare and not knowing. And, you know, a lot of players that can coming off of, you know, we saw this in 2021 too, or, or in 2020, I should say, when people didn't know what was going on in 2021. And then you had this lockout where this is now like really the first, you know, 
everything back to regular business as far as getting ready. And he was kind of just talking about like, he thinks that was a big credit to this and also a detriment to him. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're right. Uh, and it makes sense. The lockout last year, they only had three weeks to prepare, prepare before the season started. Um, this year they're on a normal schedule with a full spring training, you know, maybe some guys, maybe Robbie's one of this guy, these guys, you know, they're just creatures of habit and need that time to kind of go with, with, uh, what they're used to, you know, and, and gradually get themselves ready to go. So yeah, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, they've said that his fastball's up a tick, you know, he's reaching 97, something that, he, he was not reaching last year. And so, yeah, looks in great shape. I, I, I'm really excited about Robbie Ray this year. As, as am I. And I, I hope he sees that he was not on this ESPN, uh, uh, list, another chip on the shoulder. Uh, uh, and again, Jerry, you know, echoed that and service said this too, um, good health for Murphy and Kelnick, as we were talking about precautionary stuff. They're they're probably gonna shut them down a little bit. I would I would assume just for the next week or so. Uh, again, he says he loves this team, likes this team, he likes the roster that he put together. I mean, from what I saw out in spring training, it looked really good, and I wasn't even out there when the stars were there. You know, I I I I have to agree with him for how maybe we felt without these big acquisitions to now with everybody, you know, for the most part being healthy, you know, everybody's going to have a couple of people that are a little banged up, but we don't have any of those out for the seasons, you know, knock on wood, we're going into the last weekend of the season. He also, I also want to mention that he said, Hey, he feels great about how left field looks and, you know, it's much more clear now, I think, of their vision of the DH. He was kind of going in that. And I have to agree with that. I have to agree with uh, how it's how it's working out. And I and I like it. And I know we can make acquisitions through the season. And I'm sure that sure you will, because, you know, your opening roster is never going to be your, you know, day 162 or hopefully your postseason roster. But I agree. Left field looks fine. Um, with the depth out there and, you know, the rotating through the DH, as long as people are hitting in that position, I have no problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And looking over the stats the last couple of days, I mean, Pollock's had great games, uh, had a couple hits in both games. Um, you mentioned Kelnick and Murphy's injury. Luckily they only ended up missing a day. They ended up playing a day. Um, so did. okay that's my bad no yeah um it, yeah so it's just good news that they're back playing so um i've you know their last game's coming up on monday i've heard some rumors that um the actual roster might be confirmed by sunday so that'll be exciting to know um sooner it's rather than later. sunday we're recording so as soon as this this roster goes oh, out, I heard Tuesday. No, I'm jeezing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of fun stuff coming next week, you know, everybody. So just tune in. And uh, the the one last thing from the Depoto show, go listen to it though. Uh, was they mentioned uh, 
he was asked a question, one of those Brock Heward, uh, you know, deep questions here. And it was basically like, what player on the minor league roster, meaning the guys that are not starting opening day, no shit, uh, that will have the the George Kirby effect. And I, I like Depoto, that. Yeah, I like that question. And I, yeah, it's a great question. And I like the way DePoto answered it. You know, he said, listen, that is a high bar because I think he mentioned that like, Kirby outside of Verlander had the second highest war from like when he came up till the end of the season. So he says, that's a high bar. So I don't want to say that's going to easily happen again. But he, he did mention the guys that I think we've been talking about a lot, Bryce Miller and Perlanda Baroja. Uh, he said those would be the guys, uh, but also mentioned that, and he goes into it a bit more, like don't expect that to happen so fast. They're definitely going to get their time and their, and their seasoning down in, in the minor leagues. And that is also a credit to how, deep and strong that the pitching roster or starting pitching is and, and the bullpen. Yeah. And we got to remember that last year it was, you know, right up till the end of spring training, it was Matt Brash and George Kirby actually fighting for that last fifth spot where, you know, Miller and Baroa, you know, weren't, weren't in that same situation. So, but yeah, it's so great to have that depth and know that if, need to be called upon those are great guys to call on yeah and he also talked about one other thing i left out of here he talked about a name that i totally forgot that we acquired was what's his name trevor got yeah 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 and i was like oh shit i forgot about that guy and he talked a little bit about that but again that's the that's our segment the depoto show deconstructed uh go listen to it uh but also if you don't have enough time and you just want to get, you know, the cliff notes to it. Always check in here on Friday. I'm a big fan of, uh, Seattle sports, uh, 710, their radio content. Hanno doesn't really have time to, uh, listen to him too much, but, uh, I, I got everybody's back on here. So I like that. This is something that Hanno and I were doing before we even had this podcast. I was literally always, giving him the cliff notes to the uh, DePoto show. And we just said, fuck it, let's do it. it was, fuck it, let's do it live, right? Yeah, it's 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 got some insights along with, you know, the fluff from Jerry, which is cool. You know, you got to kind of read between the lines. And, and you're the guy that gives it to me between, you know, reads between the lines and gives it to me. Yeah, uh, hence the word deconstructed. We're we're we're, pre- we're picking it apart. We're we're talking about it. 